produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Welcome to Kind World. I'm Andrea Aswahi. And I'm Yasmin Amr. We hear about them all of the time. Small, profound moments that have a big, lasting impact. And that may be especially true in education. This week, we have a story about a man named Jose Bo, who experienced that profound moment while serving a 12-year prison sentence in Massachusetts. This story comes from WBUR education reporter Carrie Young. I wasn't a bad kid. I was just very hyperactive. And, you know, I got to the point where I, where I would rather smoke weed all day with my friends and hang out than go to school. In a place where, frankly, I didn't feel, you know, like I, I belonged. My crimes were always economic. Some of my first crimes were, like, just going into, like, Kmart and stealing pants and a shirt because I didn't have clothes. And I felt embarrassed. And then I remember, like, I hurt my dad or something, like, I think I stole some checks from him, and, and I just remember, like, the feeling of it and his disappointment. So I moved up in career, and I decided, well, I'm not going to be a thief. I still need money. I can sell drugs. So I was incarcerated for drug trafficking, and I was, um, you know, all of 23 at the time, 20 years ago now. It's crazy to think. And, you know, I had gotten to an altercation with another uh, gentleman and went to isolation for 30 days. Today I think differently, but at the time I felt like, you're not going to do this to me. I'm not going to allow you to turn me into an animal. I'm not going to allow you to turn me into like this ex-con quote. I'm going to be normal when I get out. And what does that mean? So I started reading. I started learning French. And I was just supremely lucky that in the state of Massachusetts, there was this one prison where they had college. BU. It's like being released every day. Um, the teachers who came in were kind. They weren't scared of us. They weren't. They didn't buy into the fact that we were animals. I think at least not. They didn't show that. Dr. Baker. Um, she was. Um, she taught us mu- history of music. And um, when I got to her test, she played uh, like a, a thirty seconds of music. And I wrote on two two white line papers back and forth. Both sides were full, and I handed it to her. And I remember putting, like, details that really had nothing, like, this guy's second cousin was a baron of, like, whatever, and, you know, he had 14 wives. Her reaction kind of threw me off. She was so impressed, and she had, she mentioned to me, like, I, I've taught at Columbia. And I had heard of Columbia, right? She's like, I taught at Columbia, and I've never, you know, I've never seen that. And she wrote me this beautiful letter of, of recommendation. And it said that I was going to graduate with honors, and she was right. Um, so I was always appreciative of her seeing that. I think being in a position where people, and you included, have been telling you how bad you are for so long that to know that's not always true um, gave me an energy that I took through the rest of the college career. I ended up being valedictorian. In the graduation, you can hug your families, you can walk around with them. You can, it was a really open time um, that was almost unheard of any other time besides now. You know, I remember sitting on my, on my bunk and 
running my fingers over the raised ink and saying, oh, this is real. It was the first time I had finished anything. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had quit relationships. I had quit on society. I had quit on myself and family and um, for so long that um, finishing this degree really changed me. Call it what you want, luck, you know, the the universe, you know, but I feel like I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. That story was produced by WBUR's Carrie Young. Boston University's prison education program has been running for 47 years now, and in that time, almost 400 students have gotten their bachelor's or their master's degrees. As of today, at least 28 states currently have a college education program in prison, and some of them are funded through federal grants. We'll have more Kind World after the break. Welcome back to Kind World. I'm Yasmin Amr. And I'm Andrea Aswahi. Yasmin, there's always been this lingering stereotype that teenagers are self-absorbed and largely disinterested in the world around them. I know, but we really should give this generation a lot more credit. I've personally interviewed several of them, and they speak out so passionately about issues they care about. Yeah, I completely agree. And I want to share a story with you about someone else who saw that firsthand. Her name is Christina Ulmer, and she's a 37-year-old ninth-grade English teacher at Hatboro Horsham High School in Hatboro, Pennsylvania. But this story really starts about five years ago, when Christina lost her younger sister Katie in a car accident. Katie was only 29 and didn't leave behind children or a spouse. So Christina felt a responsibility to preserve her sister's memory. My sister was really charitable. Her entire life, she worried about people that were in need or in trouble. When Christina got a hold of Katie's wallet and saw $80 left, she knew she wanted to do something with the money that would honor her sister's spirit. She just didn't know what. For almost five years, she'd add a little bit of money here and there, and she kept thinking about how to spend it. Finally, last fall, she turned to her students for help. I just had a really amazing group of kids this year, so when we were reading different books and just some of the insights they had, I just thought, okay, I think you could do this. I think you could take this money and you could do something amazing with it. So she just gave her students the money? Yeah. She handed each of her 26 students a $20 bill and told them the story of her sister. And then she asked them to do something kind with the money over school break. I talked with them about how they did not know that I had lost my sister. So I said to my students, like, you don't realize that people are walking around, even your teachers and your and your classmates who seem like they're happy, they are walking around with things that they're struggling with. And so, you know, I want you to be empathetic toward that. And realize that you can do these small, kind things that will make them feel happy and brighten their day. So how did the kids react to this? So Christina said they were understandably surprised at first. But eventually they started to brainstorm ideas about how to use the money. Initially, the students wanted to pool all the money to donate to some type of charity. But Christina really wanted her students to focus on smaller, more manageable acts of kindness, the kind that improves someone's day rather than dramatically change a life. So the students did things like buy a glass of water at IHOP and leave a $20 tip for the server or pay for the person behind them at a coffee shop. Definitely they had this sense of like, I know I'm only a teenager, but that doesn't matter. I can do amazing things. 
And thanks to an anonymous donor who heard about Christina's assignment, she had the money to do the same project with her students in the spring. One student gave coloring books and games to children in a hospital. Another kid handed out donuts on a street corner. But my favorite project was from a girl who decided to donate her $20 to the school library. She had no idea the impact it would have. I um, found out that it paid four seniors fines that wouldn't have been able to graduate if they hadn't have had their fines paid off. Wow, really? So the fines would stop them from graduating? Yes, she helped four seniors graduate with that $20. So will Christina continue doing the $20 challenge in the future? Yeah, she's raised more than $2,000 on a crowdsourcing website, and she also receives donations from people in town. So she's had a wider impact than her own classes. Other students and people in her community tell her they're inspired to do their own acts of kindness. And this all began with her sister. That's such a moving tribute. Yeah, this is one way Christina is making sure that her sister isn't forgotten. I often think about my sister and how she's not here doing the good things that I know she would have been doing if she was here. But there are things being done in her name. And so I didn't I didn't anticipate that. And that was just amazing to hear that my sister's $80 could turn into that. Christina now says that this project, her $20 challenge, is the most important lesson her students will learn in her classroom. Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Veitkis and Matt Reed do our sound design. Sabrina Delmonico is our intern, who produced our segment on the $20 challenge. And Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr. And I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahe. Has a teacher or mentor changed your life for the better? Share your story by emailing us at kindworld at wbur.org or find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WBUR Kind World. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your Kind World feed. It helps others find us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.